I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are, right? Good to be back again. I uh, have got a request to kind of back up a little bit. I know a lot of times I get a little little carried away with personal stuff in the podcast, get a little bit um, philosophical maybe. So I've, uh, I've had some suggestions to kind of back up a bit. The whole idea here with the Inspector Alliance is to... To help those folks that are that are trying to build a home inspection business, also folks that are trying to build a, a service business or um, service type business. So I do want to kind of back up a little bit and just just so you've decided to hang out a shingle, right? Um, starting an inspection business from scratch. For those of you that are out there starting a service business or an inspection business from scratch, you didn't buy it. You didn't buy into a franchise. One wasn't passed down from. Uh, from your parents, this is what I would like to talk about today. And the term hanging out a shingle is an actual term that comes from the 1800s. It primarily was for doctors, lawyers. Uh, when they started a business, they didn't have true signs, so they would just write on a shingle what the business was, the address, and the, the specifics for the business, and hang it outside of wherever they had taken up office sometimes in their home, sometimes in real office space. So there you go. If nothing else, then you've learned something on this podcast. Well, for those of you that didn't know it, but I was fascinated. It went all the way back to the 1800s. Uh, um, the challenge is where to start, right? Most of us, when, when we start a business, we don't go cold turkey. So that, in my opinion, kind of creates a, a part of the problem. Sometimes you do, but it's rare. Sometimes you're forced into it. Maybe early retirement, or or you get laid off, or you just you quit your job, you get fired. Something happens that forces you out of the comfortable comfort zone that you're in, or the comfortable space you're in, and then you have to get uncomfortable pretty damn quick, right? Um, that was it, that was it for me. That was my case where I had a job that I hated. I, I was working for a Fortune 100 at the time. Um, and I, I didn't like Fridays because I knew I had to be back at that place on Monday. So for me, it was I quit. And I had to figure it out. I went cold turkey. Failing for me was not going to be an option. That was never an option. It wouldn't happen. It didn't even register to me that that was that that was one of the outcomes, one of the potential outcomes. It just didn't register. Um, so I started cold turkey. Now I was in a mastermind group. Just I'll kind of bounce around a little bit, but I do have some specific things that I want to talk about. And when it's a podcast and you're sitting here talking to yourself, you can kind of dance all over the place, unfortunately. And with a mind like mine, I tend to bounce around like a ping pong ball. Um, but it was too, I was in a mastermind group and I would highly recommend that for those of you that, that don't have a mastermind group or don't have 
kind of a, a cohort that you can that you can draw from and give to, I would suggest that as well. Find a group, find some some like-minded folks, uh, other entrepreneurs, people that, that will think the same as you and people that you can talk about your wins and commiserate your losses with. In any event, this was 2008, 2009, I was in a, a Home Inspector Mastermind group. We had, I think there are 11 or 12 companies from all over North America. And our, in, in that time, that was some pretty dark times, 2008, 2009, that was during that financial meltdown. And our business was up for those years, just in terms of volume. Our revenue was up just a little bit, a little bit better than flat, but, but our inspection volume was up, which was unbelievable. And we were doing a report through one of our, we met quarterly and we were doing a report through one of our meetings and, um, I reported that my business was up, inspection volume was up, revenue was up, and somebody stopped me. They interrupted me. They said, are you sure? Are you sure your business is up? And remember, everybody in that room was probably at least 15 years my senior. So oftentimes I was questioned uh, just, on, just on principle. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm sure that my business is up. And they said, well, how in the world is your business up? And I thought for a minute, what's up? Because of fear, like fear. I got absolutely relentless. I was doing drive-by inspection. They were really just a shell game for us. I was I was hiding money from one creditor to, to pay another creditor and then I would just switch it over the next month. Um, it was fear. I had, uh, I had my second kid in 2009 and not not being successful was just not an option. I was going to be successful. I just had to figure out how to get there. That's that's all it was. Um, so yeah, you know, every month was I was robbing a, a it was a shell game. I was robbing a different creditor to pay one. And, and and this is a good time to remind us all that every month only comes around once a month, right? We have an entire month until that month comes back. We, we have an entire month to hustle. Kind of, you, you have that whole month to go to get your nut, right? Like on, uh, on Step Brothers, it's a Catalina wine mixer. Um, but that month takes a whole month to circle back around. So get busy, hustle. Uh, I, have a, I have a sign up in my dining room that says, um, have you ever heard a crackhead say, you know, I don't, I don't have any money. I'm not going to smoke today. No, you've never heard them say that. They get out there and they hustle. Don't let a crackhead out hustle you. Um, so get busy. But but how do you start? That's one of the questions I get. Hey, look, I want to do this. I just I I gotta figure out how to start. Where do I start? You you gotta start simple. You have to find folks that are willing to give you a chance. Where do you find those people? And until you do you get very basic. You do inspections for your neighbors. You do inspections for friends. You do partial inspections. You do whatever you do. And I'll give you this tip. You know, the, the, for ASHI in any, in any way, the requirements to, to be a certified ASHI inspector, you have to have 250 fee-paid inspections. And those fee-paid inspections, you have to follow their standards. So as long as you're following their standards and you're getting a fee, it could be $5, it could be $10. 
get that inspection done and get that fee and start building that portfolio or that resume so that you can get that ASHI certified logo. If you're one of those folks that has, that has gone cold turkey and started your own business, you have time. There is no excuse. Hustle. You have time. And, and believe me, I know because I was there. Um, but when I started, I thought I would never get those inspections. This is impossible. 250 fee paid inspections. That's crazy. Um, make all the favors you do fee paid, even if it's only 20 bucks. Initially, you may have to use cheap price as your unique selling proposition or as your, your unique selling point. In, in my company, that is one of the things that we can easily market against because, you know, reverse the role. I'm, I'm competing with... I don't know, 500 single operators out there in my marketplace that can be uh, dynamic. They can change on a, on a dime. They're agile. They can adjust their prices. They can work Sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon if they feel like it. Most of them do have other full-time jobs and they do inspections part-time. So that's a big competitor for us. So there are ways to market against that, but that's not what this is about. This is about you and helping you start your business. Um, and using price to get business is not sustainable. Trust me when I tell you that it's not sustainable. Remember early on in this podcast, I said, I wanted to talk about the things that I did wrong so that other folks don't repeat them and I can help people grow their business. Using price to get business being the cheapest game in town is not sustainable. Um, so then you can start building your client list, right? You have to, you have to put in the work. Be sure to get folks to leave reviews. So here's, here's one thing. If you can get the phone to ring just that one time, then you can get creative. You can do things like quote the price, then offer a discount. Give them the price, then offer the discount. Um, offer a full refund if they write you a review. If they're willing to put a review out there, hey, I'll do the inspection for X dollars. If you write a review when we're done, I will refund that full inspection fee. Then you could say, I'll, full, I'll refund that full inspection fee minus a small processing fee, minus $5, $8, whatever it is. Because remember, we still want to adhere to those guidelines of ASHI or, or whichever organization you want to be part of. And that does require 250 fee paid inspections. You can't go out and, and do, it, uh, do it for free and just build up that, build up that resume. I promise you the momentum will come just getting those few in, in the door. In, in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, if you haven't read it, please do read it. Now, for those of you that really, that you just started your business, no excuses, you have time. Read, 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 read. Read everything you can get your hands on. You can do uh, Kindle and audiobooks on Prime. There's, a, there's an unlimited thing on this. It's like $14.99 a month. You can read as many books as you can as you can digest. I probably read a book a week and that's, hang on a second. That's a, I use the term read very loosely. Here is my trick for books. What I like to do, I physically hold the paper book in my hand. I like to do that. So I'll hold the paper book in my hand and then I play the audio book. I play it off of uh, audible. So I'll play the audio book and I do it at anywhere from two to two and a half times speed, depending on how quick the narrator reads. And I use uh, Bose earpods, AirPods, whatever, whatever, tweed, weed, whatever you kids call it these days. 
So I use AirPods or AirBuds, earbuds, and I can I can rip through a book pretty quick that way. Um, you read an hour at a time, and you've processed, you know, in some cases, a quarter of a book just sitting for that hour. So that's what I like to do, and I read tons of books. Read, read, read. You have time. Anyway, um, in that book, Good to Great, he talks about the flywheel effect. So imagine you have like this 5,000-pound disc, a big steel disc mounted on an axle on a wall. Think of like... Um, the big wheel on Price is Right that they would spin, right? It, and this is a 5,000-pound disc or 5,000-pound wheel. It takes a huge effort just to, just to budge it, just to get it to budge at all. So it's a huge push, and it's a consistent push just to get it to move. Then you get it to move a little bit, and then you let it rock back. And then you push again, and you've got a little bit of momentum behind you from it rocking back. And it moves a little bit more. And then you let it rock back and you push it again. It takes that huge effort. You push for hours and then you finally get it to start turning, right? Now you have momentum. Then a little further, then a little further. And then eventually you get that full rotation. And then and then you get two rotations, two full rotations around. Remember, this is a 5,000-pound wheel or a 5,000-pound disc. And you get two rotations around. Now that effort becomes so easy. You've done the heavy lifting. Now that effort, you're just adding to the flywheel, right? It's just minor little things that you'll do just to keep it going along. So if you think about this, here's, here's my challenge. Here's my challenge to, to any of you that are, that are starting from scratch. And what I'm saying resonates with you. My challenge to you is to find some time. Just sit. Sit with yourself and think about five things you can do, five small wins just to get the flywheel turning. It could be going to your neighbor's house to get an inspection done. It could be anything small. Come up with five. Um, it takes a, it takes hella effort, right? G doing an inspection for free to get someone to write a review, that's a big effort. Because that's that's that money in your hand right there for doing that inspection. Proud moment, big moment, obviously the monetary reward, and then giving all that back just to get a review. That is what I would consider a big effort. Now, I'm one of those people, I suffer from effort. Like, I still am programmed that work is measured in how much dirt you take out of a ditch, so how much you do. That doesn't have a lot of value in intellectual property, especially when you're trying to, to run a business. Um, so I'll challenge you to think about how you're approaching this. If you get caught in that loop, well, that's not really work. I just need to go out and do, do, do. Be careful about that and try to think of it in terms of what you can do to get that small win. Um, obviously, I'll be back next week. Uh, I want to keep encouraging, encouraging you along. And please take that challenge. Take some time just to come up with five things that you can do, some small wins, just to start budging that flywheel, just to get it to move a bit. Um, I love being here, and I can't wait to come back next week. And one, I'd love to hear of any success stories, any any small wins that people have out there, and any ideas that you come up with. If you want to bounce them off of me, um, please feel free. You can email me, jeff at home-probe.com. You can leave it in the comments below. And uh, if this is helpful, you like what you hear, click that button and subscribe and follow along. Until next time. <laughs>